Let's be quiet for a second here. Okay, so uh, this is Writer's Retreat, and this is August, and I missed you guys. <laughs> so it's, it's good to be back. And um, so uh, let's... Let's first go around and just do very brief introductions so we know who else here. So um, if you could just say your name and, and where you are. And uh, if you want to say something you're working on right now, that's fine. But let's keep it to 30-second introductions. So I've already gone over 30 seconds. I'm Deborah Tendrick, and I'm currently in Cincinnati, and I'm working on life. Okay. Um, so, Marsha, you arrived first, so you go next. Okay, uh, my name is Marsha Mackey, uh, San Francisco, California, and I'm three courses away from completing my MFA in creative writing entertainment. Okay. Uh, Sally, you want to go next? Yeah, it's Sally Rosenthal in Philadelphia, and I like Debbie's idea of working on life. I, that's a good thing. <laughs> I'll go with that. Ryan. Okay, Abby. I'm Abby Taylor. I'm in Sheridan, Wyoming, and I have a new novel due out this fall. What's it called? It's called Why Grandma Doesn't Know Me. It's about a grandmother <laughs> with Alzheimer's who lives in a nursing home, and she suddenly tells her granddaughter a family secret on Halloween, and the granddaughter reveals to her parents that she's aware of the secret. And the family has to deal with it. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to give away any okay. All right. That's great. <laughs> well, thank you. Congratulations. You're welcome. Thank you. Okay. Uh, Deanna. Deanna Noriega. I live in Columbia, Missouri. Currently working on a children's book. Sally. Sally, did I lose uh -oh. you? Did she maybe mute? While we wait for Sally, um, Alan said there was someone here named Sharon. Sharon, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, hi, Sharon Kaufman. I'm from New York. Um, I'm not working on anything at the moment, but I do enjoy writing, and I haven't done it for a while, and I thought this would be an interesting group to join. Well, fabulous. Welcome. And this is really weird. You know, we all have those moments where one person sounds like another person. Yes. Um, just like my friend, Diane. Oh, my gosh. Who is <laughs> <laughs> not a writer, but who's a wonderful human being. So, Well, that's great. <laughs> yeah. So welcome, Sharon. Okay, Thank Sally, you. are you unmuted yet? I, me? Sally? Yeah. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, I, I never muted. Oh, okay. Did you introduce yourself? Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, you did. Okay. Of course you did. I'll do it again. I, I don't mind. <laughs> sure. Do it again. You want to say something different this time besides who you are? You said you liked what I said, so say something oh, new. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's Sally Rosenthal in Philadelphia, and in addition to working on Life with Deborah, I'm also working and finishing up a small book of prose and poems about um journeying through loss, grief, and healing. Oh, good. So you are. You are doing that. Are you, are you working with the uh, the couple that so many people have? I, I, hope, 
I hope to. I have okay. just a few more things I want to write for, and then I'd uh-huh. like to contact them. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, Ann Harrison, Harrison Barnes came in, too, I think. Yeah, yeah I heard her come in. Hi, Hi Ann. Hey. Hi, Ann. Somebody asked me if you go by another name, and I said, I didn't think so. Do you go by another name? Well, I just I dropped the Barnes, and I just put it Harrison. My maiden name is McBryant, so... Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, um, it was from some other writing list or something. I can't even remember the details. Yeah. Really, um, okay. Could have been from behind her eyes, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Very possibly. Um, anyway, I'm Ann Harrison. I am from Georgia and I am still working on my novel, Shadow of Truth, which I'm in rebranding. But I have started something. I'm also doing freelance. Started something new. I'm reading The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. And I started doing morning pages. Yeah, I, I I did that for a while, and I would I probably should go back to it again because I found it to be very um, soothing and and productive. So. Unblocks me. Yeah. I was blocked for a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. Okay, um, this is this is Alan Lemley, and yeah. I I. The, the only button it's given me to leave says end, and that makes me nervous. So I'm gonna oh. I'm gonna hang around just to stay muted and alert. But okay. uh, I, I I don't write except for the occasional email, but I read a lot, so I'll I'll just listen to y'all chat and stay out of your hair if that's okay. Thank you, Alan. Thank okay. you. And, and I've told meeting. you this before. You do write some of the clearest instructions I've ever seen. So. You do write. Yes, you do. You do write. Absolutely. Yeah. And you write nice. all those Thank announcements you. of all the yeah. successful world activities. Yeah. So, yeah, I know. Everybody, so, no. Every time somebody sees my name, they curse, I'm sure, but whatever. No. Right. <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah. Y'all have a good good meeting. I'm sorry to 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 fill your emails with with all that crap. But anyway, oh, no. It's not. <laughs> it's not. No, no, no. Hey, hey. It's Alan, not Alan. crap. No right. negative well, talk. Okay. 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 You are okay. not spam. Thank, thank you. Alan. Absolutely thank not, you. Alan. Okay. okay. Thank you. So, so before I uh, lose it again, since I did get it copied over to the thumb drive, why don't we begin with Sally's poem? Um, I just want to make sure it's all together intact here. And Sally, it is the one called Night Visitor, right? Night Visitor. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right, so here we go. Um, Poem by Sally Rosenthal. Night Visitor. She came to me in a deep sleep's dream, or perhaps in the moment, hovering between dawn and waking. Although we had not met, I felt no fear as I knelt before her sitting bulk. Her soft, warm muzzle nudged my hand, and I cupped it before my fingers moved up to silky ears and the thick ruff that almost hit her collar. Tracing solid shoulders and a strong back, I felt my eager hands move to grasp a harness handle, but hesitated because this canine visitor visitor did not belong to me. In wordless communion, we spoke heart language as she told me she was waiting for me on the pandemic's other side 
to walk beside me and guide me through my 70s, cautioning her that my older body and quiet days might mean I could not meet her there. I knew we would be together in other lives and forms because love transcends time and place. As she faded into the night or dawn, I woke to feel the lingering warmth of her fur on my hands Uh, and a flickering uh, in my soul. Wow. That's really powerful, Sally. Thank you. That really happened. Um, Wow. Yeah. I don't know if I will be getting another guide dog. I'm still on the list of guiding eyes. Um, And my dog's trainers have said, don't take your name off. Um, I said, okay. My goal is to die with my name on the list. You know, I just I just want that sure. up right now. Yeah. Sure. So sure. the hesitation is theirs or yours? Excuse me? Is the hesitation theirs or yours? Mine. Um, it's a long it's a long, long waiting list for the special needs program. Right. Um, it's at least two years. And I will be 70 next year, and um, my life has changed quite a bit. So I'm I'm not sure what I'm going to do. I'm I'm deciding not to decide till I have to. Okay. Well, you just told me something I didn't know because if I ever can get another dog, it no, will be with, um, with them because uh, no, my 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 dogs. Other dogs, trainers have, you know, told me not to take my name off the list and, you know, right. keep calling me up and saying, you know, I just want to keep in touch. So, yeah, um, we'll yeah. See. No, I, I mean, you just shared a piece of fact with me that I didn't realize. I knew that the lit, that the waiting was long at Guiding Eyes yeah. for special issues, but I didn't know that it yeah. was two years long. Yeah. So, um, yeah, wow. Yeah. It may take me, well, it could be longer than two years. It was two years before the pandemic. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm not sure what it is now. Yeah, It'll probably wow. take me two years to convince my cat that, um, you know, this could, have, could be a large, large animal coming into the house. But we'll yeah. see. So, so Sally, yeah. I, I like this very much. Um, and it certainly will be understood by those who have had guide dogs. Yes. Um, One little technical thing, and I just wanted to point it out to you because I don't know if it was a deliberate omission or if you weren't aware. There's two places where you have possessives and there's no apostrophe. You say, in a deep sleep's dream, but there's no apostrophe. And then in the pandemics, whatever it said, pandemic should have an apostrophe. And I I didn't know if, if you weren't aware of that or if your word processor deleted them or, or if you don't care, but I just. Um, probably I, it did get deleted, but um, I'll go back and look at it. Thank you. She was waiting for me on the pandemic's other side. There it is. That's a possessive. So you need an apostrophe. Oh yeah. Yeah. So okay. anyway, um, yeah, it's very nice. This is, is this going to go into the collection? Yes. That you're making? 
Great. Mm-hmm. I have about 35 poems for it, and at this point, um, 10 prose pieces, but there are a few more things I want to want to write. Uh-huh. Yeah. Nice. All right. Thanks. Okay, well, Marsha, you were the next person to contact yeah. me. You were both pretty right away, so why don't you that go next? Yeah, what you got, okay, what you got I for us? that. Um, well, this is uh, a bit of dog roll, but might tickle your funny bone, uh, so enjoy it. Uh, this is Ode to University. <clears throat> they told me I'd have homework. They weren't kidding. <laughs> Deliverables would pile up a lot. And I knew if I didn't do them, my GPA would surely go to pot. Now I'm three courses away from completion. Ah. I know that it has been a lot of fun. So at the end of graduation, I'll just take my diploma and run. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And that's why I said, Abby, you know, just as a bit of poetics, you know, no, no skin off, you know, what you do. But I thought, well, I thought I'd do this, and hopefully you didn't give up your lunch. <laughs> oh, no, not at all. Not very at cute. all. No, so which, that's, tell, that's tell us again which university it is, Marsha. Uh, Full Sail University out of Winter Park, Florida. Say the name of it again. Full Sail University out of Winter Park, Florida. Like Full Sail, like the boat. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, interesting. Okay. Huh. Gosh, yeah, that's it's, right it's up a, the road from me when I'm there. I never yeah. knew. Um, it's it's a very accelerated program. Each uh-huh. course is four weeks long, and that's why I say that you know they really pile on the deliverables uh-huh. uh, because of that. And um, um, I've gotten eight A's out of all my grades. I've only got one B and one C. Ugh. Uh, and I've gotten eight A's. <laughs> oh, that's and, great. Uh, you know, so I'm, as I say, I'm three courses away from completion. Wow. And you've been at yeah. it for quite a while. Yeah. I've been year, at it for, you know, it's, it's a year long master's degree program there. Instead of the usual two years, uh-huh. it's one year. Yeah. Wow. And, you should be very proud of yourself. That's great. Yeah, and I figure, hey, why not? You know, so ah. do you have a do you have a graduation on Zoom or something? Or, uh, actually, or do they just send you the diploma? Uh, actually, what they're trying to do is to get as many people there on campus, even though Florida is kind of hiking up in there in the uh, yeah. in the in the upper echelons of COVID dumb, if you think of that yes they are i'm really glad to yeah. be gone <laughs> you know but that's the you know, um florida i think is first in the nation as far as this damn delta variant or whatever the heck they call it you know yeah Allen state is second yeah and so yeah finally but i think they're trying to do everything they can 
by the time I graduate, which is in October, which is in another couple of months, actually. Wow. Okay. Uh, they're trying to get on campus, but if they can't do it, then they'll find a way to do it through Zoom. Yeah. How many people are, are in your the program with you? Uh, <clears throat> you know, I'm not really sure because um, <clears throat> we have what they call asynchronous learning which means that, you know, you can come into the live sessions or you can have the live session uh, through the archive, you know, so it's asynchronous learning. And so this last class that I'm taking, which is advanced uh, visual storytelling, I've been the only one showing up for class live. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So we have the Chris, Chris Odom, who's the professor. And me, so we call it the Chris and Marsha show. It seems to be. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> wow. So yeah, well, good for you. Good for you. Now, was this poem that you read today was this an assignment? No, this is one I decided just for the hell of it to do it on my own. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Okay. And of course, I did another one, uh, which kind of was off of assignment. It's called, uh, it's a message to those people who are uh, in the, uh, you know, who are the abuser side of the child of the abuse equation. Mm -hmm. And, and I put it kind of as a slow, oh, abuser, just another word for loser. You know, mm -hmm. yeah. Wow. <clears throat> you know, cat hair, dog hair. Women say it ain't fair. You know, you know. I kind of decided to go into rap a little bit. You know, and have fun with it. And that was for another project. Yeah. Cool. So that's what I've been up to. <laughs> okay, good. Well, that was fun. Thank you. So, okay, now a couple other people sent poems who aren't here. So, um, Abby. I think it's up to you. Okay. Better, better, better swing. Uh, this is a poem that I wrote recently. I'm sure uh, this is something we can all relate to, especially those of us who are in uh, areas where there are forest fires. This is called To Summer Smoke. When I think of you, I cringe with fear. Rarely are you a delight to be enjoyed on a cool evening while toasting hot dogs or marshmallows or singing songs and telling stories. More frightening than the ghosts spoken of around campfires. In some places, you're all around, bringing death and destruction to innocent people and lands. I can only hope You'll never darken my door. The end. Amen. That's certainly that. timely. Yeah. 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 How, how well, fortunately here, you? well, actually, we're not that, I mean, we do have some uh, in the mountains here west, but the far enough away, we're just getting the smoke and Sometimes, some days we have higher air quality, you know, issues than other days. 
So at least we're not being threatened. But I definitely feel for those who are. So yeah. Well, even around San Francisco, we're we're kind of getting a little bit near some of the. Uh, well, I bet. Yeah. yeah. Some, of the, some of the fire damage and stuff, and you've got it in Paradise, California. You've got it up, you know, sometimes in some parts of Oregon. You know where right fire oh, has yeah. been a real problem. Yes. You know? Absolutely. You, where exactly are you, Marsha? Are you in the city of San Francisco? Uh, yes, yes, I'm in uh, the city. I'm in what they call the Tender Knob, which is the, um, the kind of that dividing line between the Tenderloin and Knob Hill. <laughs> That's why they call it Tender Knob. So do you, I know that wow. other people who have I've talked to who have been out there talk about smelling smoke in, oh in yeah you go out there and -ah, you know <laughs> really yeah so so you I'm are sure. experiencing that yeah i oh saw gosh. a post from a, a writer friend of mine that was upset because she lost two of her parakeets a few days apart and she oh, sure was no. the smoke. oh dear that's too bad <sighs> well abby i think you're your poem is it does a great job of sort of addressing it and, and yes bringing it to well all of all of our attention for one thing yeah well it's too late for the this year's uh i usually send these nature poems to the weekly avocet um but yeah. i already sent them some summer poems so i'll have to wait and send it next year there may not be as many forest fires next year who knows but it may still be relevant. We'll see. To where did you want to send it? I'm sorry. Um, it's called, well, it's a, it's a publication called the Avocet, A-B-O-C-E-T, Avocet. Mm -hmm. And it's a, it's a bird. But the, it, it's in this gentleman in Charles Portolano in Fountain Hills, Arizona, does this journal. And it's uh, a weekly email publication that comes out. And then, but then there's a print journal that comes out quarterly. For an annual subscription fee, you get both. Okay. And so, okay. and they, you know, they have, they ask for poems for each season, you know, spring, winter, summer, fall. And I already sent them some summer poems for the print issue and also for the weekly issue. So I can't send any more this year, but maybe next year it might still be relevant. Who knows? You know, you're talking about that reminds me for the last. Three years, I've seen the announcements for Magnets and Ladders, and I've read it, and it's got some really nice stuff in it. I know you've been in it, um, and I know yes. the deadline is tomorrow. I completely forgot yes. until you started talking about Abbaset, and then I thought, oh, oh uh -oh. yeah, Magnets and Ladders, deadline's tomorrow. Um, right. So why don't you tell everybody briefly about Magnets and Ladders, and maybe somebody here who hasn't <laughs> submitted will okay. submit because, you know, there's All nothing right, like right. the 11th hour, right? We well, got that's 20, right. That's right. 27 yes. well, hours magnets, to do it. <laughs> magnets and Ladders is an online publication uh, produced by Behind Our Eyes. We are an organization of uh, disabled doctors across the country and overseas. And this is a, a publication. We, we accept poetry, prose, fiction. We also accept, accept articles <laughs> on writing and also some advertisements. And so if you go to our website, which is simply magnets and ladders, all written out, magnets, M-A-G-N-E-T-S-A-N-D, 
L-A-D-D-E-R-S dot O-R-G. You'll find the guidelines right there. And you just simply send in your submissions by email and it tells you, what, you know, what to do, how many words and everything. So. Yeah, very, very cool. Um, yeah, I'm glad we're talking about this. Maybe I'll figure something out. So I always think I'll send them something and then I never do. So I think <laughs> I'll go next because I don't want to be last. And there's only me and Deanna left. So <laughs> I don't want to be last. Oh, well, so then I, poor Deanna has to be last. Oh, well, I, 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 guess I know that's because we save the best. <laughs> We save the best till last. Well, that's, yeah, there um, you go. All right. Uh, so, and besides, I might lose my nerve. I, I found a, a poem today that I forgot I wrote and I never have shared with anyone. So, um, yeah, and it's even, it's a little bit messed up, but here we go. It, it doesn't have a title, but it might get a title. Maybe its title will be Christmas 2014. So. Some pain you forget, like childbirth, and even first heartbreak dulls over time. But the pain of my child leaving, sudden, angry, without goodbye, still it twists my heart. In the middle of his empty room, I sat, holding myself tightly, sobbing, wailing, Caning, forgetting to breathe. How? Why? What reason to go on? But of course I did. We all do. Fifteen years. years. I want nothing more than to be near him. He has written me out of his childhood, scripted a new version of history, and it hurts to hear. But nothing can compare with that Friday afternoon when he laughed without goodbye, all the times he has driven through without stopping. So I smile at the errors, add no editations to the blatant mistakes. He still calls me mom, he is here, and that is enough. Wow. Mm. Wow. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, that's very moving. Yeah. Yes, definitely. I'm very glad powerful. you found that. Thanks. Sometimes <laughs> that's what you do with the hurt. <laughs> you have yeah. to write it out. Otherwise, it yeah. just yeah. stays. That's right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 That's, I mean, that's the gift of, of writing, isn't it? I mean, mm-hmm. You know, the way to deal with those things that won't let go of you. Yeah. But that said, fellow writers, isn't any good? (laughs) Yeah. It is good. Thank you. It flows very nicely. So, okay. Well, let's hear what you got, Deanna. This one is called Grandpapa Cried. My earliest memory was of the day my great-grandfather left my grandmother's home to live with his eldest daughter. I was three years old. I never saw him again. Witches were supposed to have gray or black hair, not orange. 
but the lady who said she was grandpapa's grandmama's sister must be a witch to make grandpapa cry. His blue eyes were full of tears that he was trying not to let spill out as she hustled him to the black car in the driveway. I wanted to run to him, but Mama held my hand too tight and wouldn't let me. Grandpapa's clothes and books, except the most important one, were already in the car. He had whispered to me not to tell that he was leaving his huge family Bible in the room I shared with my mama under the bed. Grandpapa had taught me to read using that Bible. At first, I could only spell out the little words like the and God. Now I could read the fairy stories in the books Mama bought me, even if I was only three years old. Grandpapa was proud of me. He was Grandma Luella's pa. He lived in the little one-room house behind Grandma's house. That was where I ran for comfort when I was having a bad day. I fell and skinned my knee, needed a hug or the comfort of a piece of wintergreen candy from his pocket. The witch lady was stealing him away, and none of the grown-ups could make her stop. That's how I knew she was a witch. If even Grandpapa, who knew everything, couldn't make her stop, then she must be a really bad witch with strong magic. Grandpapa said that I should say my prayers and learn to read the big words in the Bible. But I wasn't sure that I wanted to do that because not even God was trying to save Grandpapa from the witch. So that's the the memory that I wrote down. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. And you said initially, but I think I missed it because I was messing around with the technology problem. <laughs> this was in response to something. Um, it's just, you know, somebody said something about earliest memory and that was mine and I just wrote it and stuck it in my musings file and it really doesn't have a place in anything I'm currently writing so it's just hanging out there if I ever do go back and do a complete autobiography instead of just the history of my guide dog handling um, that will have to go in it because a lot of very hurtful things got um, not entirely left out but um, they weren't the focus of what I was writing. So there was more happy things in my book than there were um, hurtful ones. Although, you know, to be honest, I did leave some in because that's what life is like. (laughs) Yeah. So this one is just um, a little fragment of my early childhood that hasn't found a home anywhere. So it's 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 real. It's that's yeah. not, not fiction. Okay. No, no, that's you know, truly I, how I learned to read, and and of course, then I had um, I had congenital glaucoma, but it hadn't affected my vision enough to keep me from seeing the letters. But by oh, the time I'm, I was five, 
um, and ready for kindergarten. Um, They held me out for three years because I was undergoing one surgery after another to try to stop the progression of the glaucoma. I didn't realize that about you. And I've known you a long time. I didn't realize you had some sight when you were a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, only yeah. only the f- first early years. Yeah, so me too. So, uh, the, you know. <laughs> well, it gives you good spatial relationship understanding, which helps a lot in orientation. It, it does. It does. So, you know, um, something that you said um uh, triggered an important question that I wrestle with about writing. When you said that you tend to you tend to put the happy stuff in, I think I think that there is um an issue that some of us face. I mean it, it naturally this, you know, we're all different. We all have different personalities and different ways of of you know facing the world but i think for some of us who have kind of made it our choice to present optimistically to the world it's difficult to write about to write about things that have not been happy in our lives i mean it, it's it, it's something that I have struggled with, you know, people have asked me for years and years and years about writing a memoir. And I finally realized some years ago that one of the reasons that I haven't, and this may change because I'm starting to feel kind of a little bit of panic, like, well, if you're going to do it, you better hurry up and do it. (laughs) So I'm running out. But, But I know that part of what prevented me from doing that was that I like being perceived as an optimist as as a happy person and there's a lot of stuff in my life that wasn't happy and I don't I'm not so sure about revealing that so I feel like my main reason reason for not including a lot of the darker stuff in in my book is it you know it, it covered my college years um my marriage you know my children and right. my employment and things like that. And I didn't put a lot of the darker things in because I was writing it for my mother's 90th birthday gift right? and dedicating yeah. it to her. And I didn't want her to be hurt by some of the things that she had no way of either knowing about or protecting me from. And she's the kind of person that would have blamed herself for not having been able to protect mm-hmm. me. Right. Yeah. But, you know, even the most vigilant parent, let alone one that's trying to work two and three jobs and raise five kids, <laughs> you know, isn't always there. And you don't always tell your mother right, right. things that you know yeah. that will only upset her. Well, and that's that's what I'm what I'm talking about. You know, I used to say, even when I was when I was young, and people would say, I mean, people were telling me when I was 25, you should write your life story. It's like all this fascinating stuff has happened to you. And I used to say, yeah, well, I'll do it when certain people are dead because I don't want to hurt anybody. (laughs) That's kind of what I was getting at. Yeah, Yeah. I think that's exactly what you're saying. And so, of course, my parents were among those people. 
I mean, I didn't want to write while my parents were alive. Mm-hmm. And, um, of course, and now they're not. So where's my, what's my excuse? Sometimes, too, you, you, you question, do I remember it? Because with five of us, we don't remember the same things. Right. And yeah. so when we get together and talk about stuff, it's usually the funny stuff, the stupid stuff, the silly stuff that people talk about. And I've watched it in other sibling relationships where one child's perception of what occurred is so different from other children's that you kind of question, was that real? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That is true. Mm-hmm. That is yeah. true. I mean, really, I've you know, that's my, my poem tonight is about my son, who's my middle child. And... Um, my daughters have a completely different story of their childhoods than he does. Mm-hmm. And he lived the same life, but the difference was that, you know, when their dad and I separated, he went to live with his dad and, you know, we're all different human beings and his dad's way of, processing what had happened was to rewrite history and that's and Sean was you know 16 17 and so he's he little by little absorbed that second version so it's I think boy talk about a classic example of people who were I mean dramatic changes you know that things where dad wasn't even there and something I did was memorable to all the kids Mm-hmm. Sean has a rewritten version of it with me not there. And mm. which is scary, creepy, right? But yeah, but but I think that, you know, I've um Mary Carr, who write is a wonderful writer, um, it's written, I think her books are on Bard. Uh, yeah. the The Liars Club. And um, oh, she's got three books and they're all amazing. But she's their memoirs and she's she has a lot to say about memoir and and she talks about that about how you know you your five children four siblings and you might all have been present on one occasion and might all have a different piece of the memory because or might have like my son rewritten the memory for some to to you know salve some pain so what do we do that with as do with that as writers and i think and this is what i'm coaching myself so i get past the stuck place i think what we do as writers is say i don't care i'm gonna write what i write and if it's if it's what happened great and if it's not that's okay too because i just want to write it i i think that's what we do. I think that's how we get past it. But, I, you know, I'm, I'm well, interested to, I, to hear what you all think. Yeah, I think you have to say, it's this is my truth. It may not be yours because yeah. different people see different things. Like my sister-in-law and my brother-in-law um, are not related to my husband at all. They are children of a different marriage 
and they were came to live with him when when they were in junior high and the girl's memory are full of anger at her mother and pain and the brother never saw what she felt was happening but then he was the oldest and he was the favored child i think there was a certain amount of dislike on the mother's part for the daughter who was very pretty and you know so she felt this dislike and this this neglect and he never did so you know they have different childhoods yeah 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 yeah, and I think even, you know, for people who haven't grown up in big families or who haven't raised children, there's there's there, there, there's a piece of this in everybody's life, no matter what your situation. Mm-hmm. There are things that you remember a certain way because that was your experience. Like, yeah. like you say, Deanna, that's your truth because it's what you know. And... Um, you know, I, I, there's a part of me at times that wishes I hadn't been timid about writing about my past that I had, I wish I had done it while my parents were alive. So I could have talked about some stuff with my mother that I, I'll never get to do, you know, the, mm-hmm. the, so, yeah. um, and, you know, m- maybe, I mean, what, what do we, what we all want as writers First and foremost is to be read, right? When people say, "Well, oh, I just wrote it. I don't care if anybody reads it. That's garbage. That's not true. That's what we all want most is to be read. And, and so I'd like to think that, you know, for me, if I get around to or get past the obstacles and write some of the stuff that's really tough, what if it's read by somebody in a similar situation that helps them? Because, yeah, yeah. Or just yeah. tells them that you can come out on the other side and have a successful life, but yeah. nobody has it all. There are yeah. there are sorrows and pains that nobody sees, and you yeah. can't tell from the outside what has gone before on the inside. That is very true. That is yeah. very yeah. true. Yeah, I think that all of us walk with sorrow, especially at the age most of us are and I think as I write now I can address that but I can see it for what it is and how it changed me and then changed into something else Um, yeah yeah you know I, I would not have had the perspective to write on my family when I was in my 30s you know, it it took me everything that happened to them and that they were willing to talk about and I was willing to see till I could really sit down and just synthesize it. Yeah, and understand yeah. that they were a product of their upbringing too. Yeah. Which is yeah. something, you know, we sometimes expect our parents to be perfect 
or yeah, they were they were fully formed as our parents, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they didn't they didn't make yeah. mistakes, and they didn't you know react because of things that had happened in their childhood. Yeah. Um, so you know, that's one thing I think that comes between parents and children at a certain age because when you stop being the person that knows all the answers into the person that doesn't have a clue, it's a big shock to your system. <laughs> and yeah. and also when you need to help them, mm-hmm. um, yeah. you know, and you begin to see, see them as kind of finite human beings. Um, Vulnerable. It cha- it, yeah, it changes. It's the, uh, you know, the wizard behind the curtain. The curtain gets ripped down at some point and you're really startled yeah. to find out that who they are. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. So I'm feeling like this, it would be interesting if we could take this conversation and turn it into kind of a, a prompt or assignment for next month. But it's not Ooh. quite oh. forming in my head. So help me out, y'all. Um, well, I think we can just take a character in our life. It doesn't have to be a parent. It could be a sibling. Uh-huh. It could be a friend. Right. And look at a situation and try to figure out what really happened there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like maybe take take a character... Uh, and to narrow it, you're going to have to maybe choose an incident mm-hmm. that has in your memory more than one perspective, maybe. Maybe something that you've already talked about with somebody that, that you know, one person has one version of what went on there and you have another version. Um, I don't know. What, what do you all think? Does that work? Sharon, yeah. you're new. Yeah. You're not saying Sounds interesting. Word. Sharon, will yeah. you take it on? You take it on? Yeah. Do it? Okay. Okay. Abby, you game? Yeah. Sure. Sure. I'll okay. do it. I'll do okay. it. Okay. 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 Yeah. Cool. And, you know, I I say it um, challenging myself. I um, I have a, a friend who is a, a an intuitive healer, and I told her recently about one reason that I don't write about my childhood because of one thing I don't want to talk about. And she kind of did a little exercise with me that the intention of it was to lift that out of being difficult. And I'm, it kind of worked, it worked a little bit. So um, it maybe needs just a little more time to to air and, and heal, heal. Because yeah. if yeah. it's still, if it's still a a bleeding place yeah. in your spirit, it's really hard to talk about it because you haven't come to any resolution. But but isn't it interesting? Like synchronicity is one of my favorite words. How things just happen and they just come together. And here, that's something I was thinking about, and then. Here comes Deanna with her memory, and mm-hmm. and I discover this poem today that I wrote like 
seven years ago and never mm-hmm. read to anybody. And, you know, I, I don't know. It just, it feels like there's a, a purpose that this all kind of is coming together. Yeah, the way I, it is. yeah I don't believe in coincidence. Amen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, I'm sorry, I was muted, but that sounds very interesting. Yeah. Oh, good, good. Yeah. So, okay, Sharon, so not to put you on the spot, but, you know, being a new kid, we're going to expect to hear something from you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll I'll work on it. And and if you don't like if you don't like the assignment, you can just come up with something else. You know, we're not we're we're an easy group, I think. Okay. Yeah. 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 You can sure. you can write about a happy moment. I mean, you know, or yeah. Or a thing that you were able to solve, or you know, we're just talking about inner inner workings of our mind and the minds of people that we care about and how sometimes they just don't run on the same track. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I think um, one thing I worry about, you know, I've always sort of been not quite arrogant, but certain of my flawless memory. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I wouldn't even go there, Deborah, but my age. I know, I know, that's the thing. Like, I've always had this really good memory until yes. lately. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's like, oh, gets... oh, 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 wait a minute. You know, like How I just got a pack, package in the mail right before this call, and I went out. I was expecting one thing, and it was there this silicone baking map. But then there was this other package. I'm not. I didn't order two things. What's this other thing? I don't open it up and I can't figure out what it is. And I'm really happy to have apps that I could, you know, read the box because I had completely forgotten that I'd gone down the internet rabbit hole and ordered these earbuds. But (laughs) (laughs) I mean, completely forgot, you know, and it was only a week ago. This isn't like it was ancient histories. Yeah. Well, I got a package and I took it out and I looked at it. It was a, bubble wrapped envelope inside of a a great big box and it made no sense why this you know thing and I thought well is it a book then it must be Curtis's and then I thought oh no you (laughs) dummy it's the darned award they gave me at the at the GDY convention (laughs) 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 and it was a plaque (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) somebody finally sent me the plaque from the ACB convention yeah Oh, that's nice, though. But but you that's know, sad because they because it was all virtual. They presented it on Zoom and then had to mail it yeah, to you. Yeah, and then Aww. I and Aww. I had to laugh because the person uh, the reason it was late is because the person who brailed it mailed the, the you know the the brailing piece and you know attached to the back of the plaque, and then she's supposed to send it out to the people and. She read the braille wrong, and so she re-brailled it, and then she made mistakes. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> oh, so oh dear. Laughing. You know, you know, Deborah, yeah. I was thinking about memory. I yeah. think that we can have a memory or an incident that happened decades ago. 
And, you know, we might have felt very strongly one way about it. But then as we grow and just change through life, you know, we may look back at it with a totally different perspective and that memory mutates. And what we remember is a combination of what happened and who we are now. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, I, I think I, I think you're you're onto something there. And I think um, also how we perceive it at any yeah. time when it's fresh or when it's old. Yeah. Has so you much know, memory to do isn't with static. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and sometimes we do have to write about it to, to deal with it. I know um, as I've grown up, you know, I got flashbacks of abuse when I was a child and I didn't right. know what to do with them because right. that was then and this is now. So, you know, what can I do with it? So I finally had to write a poem called Little Girl Trapped in Amber to say, I hear you're crying. I know you're hurting, but I can't help you. <laughs> you're you're there, petrified, you know, in yeah. a in an amber stone. But all I can tell you is, you will grow up, and it will get better. Yeah, I think um, that those of us who are inclined to write and who have always been inclined to write that especially early on it was a kind of of therapy and for me I have found these boxes of um, I took all my notes in college and graduate school in spiral notebooks just the kind you buy at the school school supplies and the, the bad news of that is that after sitting in storage for 40 years I can't read them because they're they've so some of them I've struggled and struggled to read because what I would do is I'd be sitting in Shakespeare class or D.H. Lawrence novel and and um, taking rapid fire grade three notes and write a poem in the middle of something. I was thinking about. <laughs> yeah. so I, I've been looking through these things, you know, to find or I would decide to start a journal. Right. And I would write in the journal for a week and then I'd start using it for my um, uh, history class or something, you know, so, um, but I, I've well, been, that's history in a way. <laughs> right. So I've been going through this stuff, trying to find fragments of things I wrote. And what's very interesting to me is that even at 17, 18, 19, there were things that, embarrassed me so much that I didn't even write them to myself that I can recognize because I was there and I remember I can recognize what I was thinking but I wasn't I wasn't even brave enough to put it on the page and one of those things had to do with there were a few times where I was invited uh, in college to go live in other situations because I had issues, complicated issues where I had nowhere to live. Mm -hmm. And 
I can, looking back, I hadn't had any blindness skills training and I was full of bravado and full of um, uh, arrogance, you know, and people thought I could do stuff I couldn't do. And I, reading these things, I, I can tell I was afraid to go because they would think that I knew how to do the public transportation and I don't. And so I didn't, you know, but I, I didn't write those words. I mean, I can, I remember and I can tell that's what I was thinking or that I wasn't sure I would know how to cook in somebody else's kitchen. But I just think it's really interesting. And I thought, I mean, that could be another whole exercise. What mm -hmm. do we as writers hold back from ourselves? You know, I mean, does that, does, does, does that ring true with anybody? Do you think you've ever? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> and I also, I also think that, at least for me, I've often projected on other people my expectations of myself, which yeah. were always, always, yeah. like, you know, overcompensation to Mars. And other people never or rarely expected me to be what I thought I should be. Exactly. Exa yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of sad when I, I read these things. Those uh, When I didn't do these couple of things, they, could, they would have changed my life dramatically. And maybe, who knows, for the better. I mean, I've had a pretty good life, so I'm not complaining. But <laughs> but they're they're the adventures. But you made it thinking. a lot harder on yourself than it had to be. <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, they were the adventures not taken that might have made a huge difference. So I like that. That's going to be a prompt down the road too. We're going to do these. <laughs> we'll collect a lot of these. Um, okay. So um, this is well, the this is not the writer's retreat. This is the writer's psychoanalysis. <laughs> really? Yeah, exactly. But but how? Yeah, but how? how well, in a way, it is a writer's retreat because part of the idea of retreat is to look inside yourself. You know, for some of these things that yeah, that you're get doing into right. your head and walk around. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then, yeah. then say to yourself, what might, were you thinking? <laughs> yeah, scary though it might be to get in there and walk around. Oh my uh, God. Yeah, anyway. we're not thinking. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if you all heard my atomic clock in there, but mm -hmm. it just announced the time. So um, yes. and uh, for the recording's sake, I try to keep these to an hour. Um, sure. Anyway, so all right. Well, it's been fun being with you all. And um We'll be back here with some new writing. And I wish people would use the list more. It's, um, I think, I was thinking today, I think there's some confusion between Writer's Retreat and Writer's Party Line because a lot of people have subscribed to both. And I think they think they're writing. And I say that because I got a couple of poems from people who I thought were coming, but I saw that they copied me and writer's party line, not me and writer's retreat. Mm -hmm. So um, I don't know. Do you think, Abby, maybe I should, it's just, it's awkward. I mean, because we're, we're not in competition. We're, I mean, I'm a part of both. No. Yeah. And then, then, then Hadley has their writer's circle too. So, I mean, there's well, a yeah. lot of stuff out there. 
Yeah, yeah. So, um, well, at any rate, I would just say, like, if, if things occur from tonight's discussion and you want to post some things that are in, in progress or whatever, please let's do that. And I, you know, when the list first began, there was a problem because people were posting everything but what they had for breakfast. That was one of the yeah. reasons why I was very cautious about who I added to my Facebook page. <laughs> Yeah. 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 So anyway, so, um, but I, you know, if there was a little more discussion of writing and and bits of writing there, I think it would be very nice. So just throwing that out. So um, anyway, okay. Well, everybody be well. And uh, thanks a lot. Yeah. Stay yeah. away from Delta. <laughs> yeah. My daughter, yeah. the problem is my daughter has been exposed. She has what? She's been exposed to COVID. And oh, she's getting... Hell. Is she sick? Is she being yeah, tested? and she's getting tested Tuesday. She's not very... I mean, she has the, um, the, the sinus issues. She's had a low-grade fever. Oh, boy. Yeah. And oh, I was going to get her this weekend, but I couldn't because she's got to be tested for COVID on Tuesday. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Well, take care of yourself, Anne, and I hope she'll be okay. Yeah, I'm yeah. praying for her. We, I've got a best for that. Too. Yeah, and I've been, I've, I've been vaccinated, but yeah, still. Okay. All right. Well, uh, we'll see y'all in September. See you in September. It's a song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that it is. When the summer's through. <laughs> okay. All right, All right. Well, I had, a sausage, I had a sausage biscuit. I need Alan to so, end yeah. this. I oh think. well, yeah. okay. <laughs> I, I'm here. I, I was gonna say I had a sausage biscuit for breakfast since y'all were talking about that. So yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, Thanks, so. Alan. All right. Thank all, right. You for, all right. Glad y'all had a good meeting. Thank you for hosting. Sure thing. Okay. Catch y'all next time. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye. Bye.